right, everybody, welcome to a new interview for the Man to Man podcast. I am JB. Here with me today is former John Carroll basketball player, now head coach, Pete Moran. Uh, how you doing, coach? Very good, Justin. Thanks for having me. Very excited. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on. I just, uh, I've been trying to, you know, uh, kind of reach out to the division smaller schools around here and I know a lot of division three schools are playing football this spring too so I figured I'd reach out to you and uh, get a little you know info on uh, division three basketball and how things are going so uh, I guess that's the first question um, how's the season going for you guys and uh, what are some of the challenges obviously you guys have faced with uh, the COVID and everything uh, it's been extremely challenging um, uh, you know we are currently standing at one and two um, and we have about nine days left in our season. Um, so I think that kind of sums it up. Um, uh, we've been shut down twice um, because of uh, COVID protocols. Um, we do play tonight and tomorrow, knock on wood. Um, and then we got a, uh, we play Otterbein next Friday and Saturday. Um, you, you know, it, I think it goes beyond, you know, being shut down. Um, our university was closed the uh, first semester. Uh, we were uh, unable to practice. Um, I'm be honest, I, I hadn't seen a vast majority of my players for about seven, eight months. So um, we had our last conference championship game last February uh, against Mountain Union. Um, our guys, most of our guys hadn't touched a ball or done anything, uh, you know, up until January 4th when we were permitted to practice. And we were given two weeks to get these guys prepared for a college basketball game and that's been really challenging. Um, you know, all the other institutions in the in the uh, OAC, our conference, uh, you know, they had the luxury of practicing uh, because they were in um, they were in school Session. classes. So um, it's been challenging. It's been extremely challenging. But uh, you know, we have great kids here, and, and they're fighting through a lot of uh, you know adversity. That's for sure. Yeah, so I'm uh, looking through your roster right now. It looks like everyone but one player, Will Ostrowski, I think. I don't know how to say his name. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. Um, but they're all from around the Northeast Ohio area. Um, so I guess the biggest thing I always wonder about Division Three sports, I mean, I had a little bit of experience with it when I was playing in high school, but like, how, how do you go out and recruit uh, these guys from Northeast Ohio, and how is the talent level around Northeast Ohio? I always think it's high, but you're a coach, so you know better. You know, we're, we are blessed with a lot of talent in Northeast Ohio. Um, you know, the, the, the recruiting ha has become so difficult uh, over the years, a lot more challenging. Um, you know, you look at roster, you know, a vast majority of our guys are, you know, the St. Ed's, St. Ignatius. Uh, you know, those guys are very, very, very successful Division One programs. Um, you know, a lot of our, our recruiting is just networking. Um, you know, myself coaching high school, my brothers coaching high school, obviously my father, uh, you know, being from Northeast Ohio, coaching at St. Joe's and then John Carroll for 25 years. It, it's really the, the, the social networking and, and you know, the, re the relationships that we've had. Uh, you know, I probably say there's eight or nine coaches that were at my wedding 10 years ago that uh, are high school coaches right now. So we utilize a lot of the, the, the networking more so than you know, the recruiting services and all that other stuff. Um, you know, the vast majority of our student athletes, they come here for, for the academics. Um, you know, we're, we're not Harvard or Yale, but, you know, we're, we're pretty damn strong institution. And, and uh, our recruits, they see the value in that. And uh, they go on and do great things, um, you know, beyond, uh, you know, the playing. It's, you know, after graduation, they do very well. 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I deeply regret not playing either football or basketball uh, coming out of high school. Um, and I know one of my best friends, uh, Cody Shell, he didn't really play much for Bald Moss, but he went to Bald Moss. So I got a little bit from him. But, yeah, it's one of my bigger regrets not going on to play. But I was in a weird place at that time. Um, so um, I guess uh, – so I know a little bit about the OAC. Um, some, But uh, could you kind of give me a brief, like, run through? Like, so who are some of the better teams usually? Um, is Worcester in the OAC? No, Worcester's in the uh, NCAC. So the, the okay. OAC, it's, again, arguably a top – five uh, basketball conferences in Division Three. okay? And I say that because of the amount of uh, teams that get at-large bids to the NCAA tournament, and, and pretty consistently we have two or three teams ranked in the top 25. Um, so we're a highly competitive Division Three conference. Um, you know, the, the Wooster, uh, you know, the, the Mountain Union, Marietta's, uh, you know, those schools, uh, you know, have been pretty solid the, the last uh, few years. But you know, from top to bottom, you know, there's no easy games here in the OEC. And, and there's a big misconception when it comes to Division Three basketball. Uh, these guys are very, very good. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, having coached at the, the high school level and, and being around, um, you know, I, I can make the argument that, uh, you know, there's 15 to 20 individuals in our league that could easily start at higher levels. Uh, yeah. But but I, I think they, they – you know, individuals at our level, they, they see the big picture. And I'm not saying, you know what, uh, Division twos and Division 1s don't. But uh, our guys, our athletes, they see the big picture. You know, this game of basketball is only good for about four or five years. After that, no one cares about it. You know, ask my wife. You think she cares that, you know, I played college <laughs> 15 years ago? No, no. And yeah. uh, it, it's really about the, the experience, the degree. Um, but uh, our conference, again, it, it's a battle. And there's no – there's no cupcakes, uh, and, and these guys all play at a very, very high level, and they're extremely well coached. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was very surprised when I, like, came back from my first year of college and tried to play basketball with some of the Division three guys, and I was, like, I was way, way out. I haven't touched a basketball in a long time, but that's that's a different story. Um, so um, I guess how would you best describe your coaching philosophy or the philosophy that you guys try and teach? I know a lot of teams, like when I was at Kenston, we, it was all defense first and we ran like a motion offense. What would you say your philosophy is? I, you know what, I, I guess my philosophy is, is really based off of my previous experience. You know, the coaches I've coached with and coached under, uh, you know, none bigger than my father. Um, you know, obviously very successful high school coach winning two state championships at St. Joe's in the early nineties. And then, you know, arguably, uh, you know, uh, building up the John Carroll program to be one of the more successful programs in the nation division three. So, uh, I, I a lot of my philosophies are, are from him. Um, and ultimately it's, it's to sum it up. It's, it's the expectation that guys are going to play as hard as they can possibly play the game. Um, and that's something that we've always pride ourselves on. Uh, John Carroll is, uh, you know, getting the right fit, getting the right individuals. They're going to buy into our style. And, and ultimately, our style is just competing and playing at a high level. You know, my father had a football background. You know, that's he went to Xavier on a football scholarship. And he just so happened to, to fall in this basketball coaching thing. And uh, he, he took a lot of the football principles and implemented it into, into basketball. Now, I wasn't a, a, a football guy by any stretch of the imagination, but um, – that's what we pride ourselves on. We're not, uh, you know, Justin, we don't have the 6'10 guys, uh, you know, that jump over the backboard. You know, we don't have the 6'5 point guards. But, but we have guys, okay, young men, 
that played the game extremely hard, the way it should be played. And uh, above anything else, above philosophies and defense and offense, it's ultimately getting these guys to play the game at a, at, at a high level and as hard as they possibly can. Yeah, I uh, basically ever since LeBron left, I've stand against the NBA. I don't watch the NBA. I absolutely hate it. Um, so I, I like actually watching – more like uh, high school basketball, Division three, and I mean even Division one. But mm. just because I have a feeling that like it actually means something to the players, where in the NBA they just want to make their money and do whatever. But um, so yeah, your dad uh, coached before you, and obviously that's a big thing, uh, big thing, to, big name to live up to. But uh, were you? Did you feel any pressure when you first took over, or was it just kind of a seamless transition? I mean, I, I coached you know uh, under him for five years. Um, you know what? I, I guess the pressure, and I've said this frequently because this question's asked, you know, from time. Um, I, I, this is me being honest. I, I felt more pressure to please him than I did anyone else, and and that's a, you know, the father son type thing. Uh, you know, you can't really describe it or put it in the words, but um, you know, pleasing him was ultimately you know where I felt the most pressure. Um, you know, growing up, he never forced us to play the game. Uh, he didn't demand that we go in the backyard and get 500 shots up a day. Uh, it was kind of, hey, dad's going to work. Uh, let's go and jump in the van and, and uh, you know, go play around in St. Joe's gym or John Carroll's gym. Uh, yeah. An extended playground. So most of my childhood was was brought up in a gymnasium. And, and there's times uh, uh, that I wish maybe my father, you know, was a doctor and, and I probably <laughs> followed suit and made a hell of a lot more money, but, um, it, now as far as pressure, no, I mean, you know, and I remember the moment, uh, you know, a week after I got the job, they, they put his name on the court and, uh, you know, seeing that, you know, pressure, but again, um, I, I felt no pressure from the institution or alumni. It's really just pleasing him and, uh, you know, pleasing my family because John Carroll has been so special to our, to our family. Uh, my siblings went there, my best friends, my wife and my wife's family, um, I didn't feel pressure on that aspect. It's really, you know, I wanted to please my dad. I wanted my, I wanted my father proud of me. Yeah, I absolutely know how that feels. That's, uh, that's uh, obviously you want to make him proud and um, everything like that. Uh, so you played in the Division Three level and you've coached at the Division Three level. Um, so I, I guess I always ask um, either players or coaches, but you probably know more as a coach. What's the biggest difference as a player between playing in the high school like West Yager or Kenston and then jumping to Division Three, And then kind of the same thing, what's the biggest difference between coaching at a high school and uh, at a college? I assume college coaching is way different than high school coaching. Yeah, you know, I, I will tackle the, the, the coaching aspect. Uh, in high school, uh, you can win a lot of basketball games with one or two individuals on your team. I mean, that that's reality. Uh, yeah. uh, at this level, um, it's it, really, truly not about the level of talent. Yes, talent wins basketball games, but, you know, the, the coaching aspect of it, uh, the X's and O's, um, you know, uh, high school, high school coaching, um, you know, again, I was fortunate at Berkshire. I, you know, a couple of talented guys that went on and played division three basketball and, uh, you know, we had some success, um, but the collegiate level, you need, it's a whole different ball game. It's a, it's, it's a lot more challenging. There's a lot more time commitment. Um, you know, high school, I think my biggest, uh, 
you know, memory. Uh, and, and I take with this me, you know, I, I, to this day. Uh, it's my first year, and, uh, you know, we were playing Chagrin Falls. Uh, you know, I think Chagrin was at the Grand Division at the time. I don't know. We were in the Valley. Yeah. It all yeah. Division. And uh, we were playing Chagrin Falls at our place, and, and uh, it's my first year. You know, your first year, you think you know everything. And, uh, and we got our tails kicked in by Chagrin Falls. And, and I walked out of there, and I, I said to myself, I just got outcoached. Extremely, Coach Berg, you know, phenomenal. There, yeah, been been there forever. Does an excellent job, and I remember leaving. I said, "That's never going to happen again. Uh, yeah. That's never going to happen again." Uh, I, I was out prepared, um, you know, uh, by him. You know, executed the execute, and, and that's something I hold with me to this day. Uh, and that was twelve years ago, probably. Um, but just so much respect for you know that Sugarn Valley and, and all those schools that we compete against. Had a lot of fun, but. Uh, on the flip side, the, the basketball difference between playing Division three basketball and high school basketball is you, you got to be good. You know, uh, you got to be really good. Um, everyone that steps foot, you know, on our team, the, the, regardless of where they're at, they, they've all been, you know, the, the number one or number two option on their yeah. team. And uh, I, I tell guys it, it's very, very simple. And, and I don't like to complicate things to our guys. Uh, we keep things very simple. The hardest workers in anything you do in life normally move up the pecking order, right? Mm-hmm. You 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 want to be a you, you want to you know work your way up uh you know employment. You got to outwork people, okay? You want to be the best player on your team. You have to outwork people, and and I've seen individuals uh, come to Division three level with maybe a little bit less talent than others, but it's always the individuals that work harder. Uh, than everyone else. It's no different being a father or, or husband, you know, you, you got to work at it and you got to want to be good. And, and, you know, we have guys that come in there that are, they're extremely talented high school players that just don't have that work ethic. And ultimately that's yeah. what creates, uh, you know, at our level, the good, good ones from the average ones is work ethic. Yeah. So, um, moving on a little bit, um, I kind of want to ask you two more, two more, uh, John Carroll questions, uh, really, then we'll get into maybe some other stuff, but, um, so if I were a 17-year-old senior high school basketball player that was good enough to play at D3 level, uh, just give me your best, like, what, what would you pitch to me? What What's so good about John Carroll over uh, Hiram or one of the other schools? Well, well it's that piece of paper, you know. <laughs> That's true, yes. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. It's, you know, which institution is going to set you up to be successful long term, you know? Cleveland, Ohio, Ohio, you know, we have over 500 businesses that are either owned or ran by John Carroll graduates. John Carroll people want to hire John Carroll people. Uh, you know, we're blessed to have one of the best business schools in the nation. Okay, we're second in the Midwest, just behind Ohio State. Um, you know, exceptional education component of it. You know, uh, our guys get internships. And, uh, you know, you know, after junior years, we had four seniors last year and three of them, actually two of them had jobs before they even stepped foot on campus their senior year because they had internships. That's now, awesome. Now, now that's, that's, listen, I mean, the game of basketball, you know, the, the second aspect of it that we sell is the social component. We're, you yeah. know, miles from downtown Cleveland. You know, you got the best of both worlds, a big city and a little suburban, okay? You know, the, the, the social aspect because college is supposed to be fun, okay? So there's times where I wish I can go back to being a college student. I think you probably feel the same way. <laughs> and fun, I mean. Yeah, yeah. A little bit more responsibilities and all that stuff, 
But then the last thing is is the basketball. Uh, you know, that's just icing on the cake. I mean, yeah, you get more wins, more championships, more NCAA tournament appearances than any other school in the OEC uh, over the last 28 years. Uh, every individual that has ever stepped foot, you know, in our program and has played four years have walked out with the ring. Uh, you know, a couple of years we've been ranked in the top 25 in, in, in Division Three attendance. So you're playing in front of big crowds. Uh, yeah. I, I think we have a, a great situation here at John Carroll. And, uh, yeah, there's a price tag associated with our education. But ask an alumni, you know. It's worth it. And, and, and see how they're doing. Uh, you know, our alumni support from uh, – you know, individuals that graduate from our program, they're instrumental in our success now. The things that we're able to do, we were go, able to go to Ireland because of their support, new locker room, new film room, you know, first class experience, you know, here at John Carroll. And and, and we're blessed. We're blessed because of, uh, you know, it goes back to our academics. That's most important. So I was going to ask something else, but yeah. Uh, so did you, did you guys like play hoops over in Ireland or what? Or- uh, we, uh, uh, I don't know if you can see in my background. Uh, we went three different cities uh, in Ireland, um, Galway, uh, Westport, and Dublin. Not sure if you're familiar with, with Ireland. Yeah, um, a little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm Irish, so that's kind of why we picked Ireland. First time we ever did an international trip uh, with our program, and uh, we were able to play two international teams. We were able to do a service project, uh, you know, a lot of sightseeing. Uh, and and I, I'm extremely proud of uh you know, of that trip because, uh, you know, the guys that went on that trip, they're going to remember that more so than any basketball game they ever played. Uh, they're going to remember that more so than any gathering they went to in college. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it was, it was special. It was a special moment for our program. Yeah. I wish someone would have, you know, sat me down at 17 and told me that I'd be going to Ireland. I would have signed up right away. Yeah. Um, but I, we're only allowed to do that every three years. Yeah. We're about yeah. Away from, uh, we're not sure where we're going uh, here in a year or so, but uh, it's a, it's an excellent opportunity for, for these young men. Yeah. And goodbye going every three years, at least as long as a player stays with the program through, is he graduating? You'll at least go once. So I think that's awesome. That that, that's really cool. I'm only going to hold you for about five more minutes and I'll let you go. Now you got a game tonight. Um, So obviously I saw you guys went to uh, division three, sweet 16 in 2018, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so what was it that really clicked with that team? Was it, did you have like a more dominant player or or was it just a better overall team that everyone kind of knew their roles or did you get lucky and got, didn't have to play the hardest teams or something? I don't know. You know what? We had graduated, uh, two first team all conference players a year before. Um, and, uh, and, and also an honorable mention player. So, you know, the expectations were kind of, we had lost a lot of talent, um, but I tell you what, I, I, I reflect back on that team, and I and I think back to the leadership that we had from our senior class. Uh, it's Tony Bianchik, who uh, started at St. Ed's and won a state championship. Um, I don't know what year that was. Division One, probably five, six years ago. Yeah, uh, I, I vaguely remember. Yeah, Johnny Cirillo, you know, from Northern Cathedral Latin. Uh, this Matt Stern, who was from Brexville, and this uh, this Brian Papich, that was from the the Pittsburgh area. And those guys were our captains and, and they did, you know, what first year I asked them, I said, listen, and I had a relationship with them. I asked them for their help. Uh, you know, this is a tough transition, not only for me, but for them uh, and some leadership responsibilities. And, and those guys certainly stepped up. Uh, you know, we had a lot of guys, you know, step up and play. I know the, the Berger brothers from Ignatius were instrumental in our success. Uh, they were underclassmen, Sean Flannery, 
whose father's head coach at St. Ed's. Uh, he was instrumental, you know, in that success. And, and, and we were really playing at a high level. That year we averaged 99 points per game. Uh, we, we had a, a tremendous amount of scoring options. Uh, we were playing pretty darn good basketball. And we won our conference, won the conference tournament, uh, hosted two games uh, in the NCAA tournament, won those. And, you know, we bumped into a team that I'm going to be brutally honest with you, they, they would beat a vast majority of Division I programs. They, they started 6'10", 6'8", 6'9", 6'5", uh, you know, we competed. We, we really did. We, you know, a couple guys really fouled trouble, but, uh, it, what an exceptional experience. Um, you know, th- th- that really felt like truly, you know, March madness, uh, you know, as a packed house in, uh, Iowa, I believe it was just outside Illinois. And, uh, it, it was tremendous thousands of people there. And, uh, for our guys to experience something like that, that's, that's special. That really is. Yeah, I always felt that uh, growing up playing. I mean, I know I started, I was like five, six, and then we started like four, six foot three and above people. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm just going to kind of get into some random questions. Uh, I did play against you guys once when you were at Berkshire. I believe it was in 09, I think. Um, we had like a men's and a girls basketball, like each played a half. It was a preseason game. Okay. And I just wondered if you remember that, but uh, yeah, we did. You guys had some special, and, and you, did you play the point guard spot? Yeah, of course. So, so you're, you're, I, I, I bet you, you're, you're a stockier little guy, shot the ball pretty well, decent athlete. Yeah, we, yeah, we had Trug though. Trug was the big dude, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, remember, I know you had, uh, he was a big boy. Where'd he end up going to school? Uh, he went to Marist. Uh, I don't know if he got much playing time there ever. Um, and then I don't know if you remember, uh, but the other kid in his grade, uh, his name is Pierce Cumstone. He was also, he was like six, seven. Yeah. He was a shooter. He, he's playing in Europe now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. By, are, the, time, they, they, by they, the time they were seniors, but Pierce was probably better than Troop. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, there was a lot of talent there. That's for sure. I remember, I remember the names and, you know, I remember, you know, how successful some of those Kenston teams were. Uh, so I see you got someone waiting for you. So um, I don't have anything else for you. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, uh, this will be in our uh, podcast that I'll release on Monday. We're going to just uh, get it in there. Um, like I said, you're more than welcome to come on whenever you want. This has been awesome. Um, it's I because I, I know the little bit of the workings with Division Three because obviously some I could have gone some places, but my cousins both played football. But it, it's great to know, and honestly, it sounds like John Carroll is probably the premier destination for basketball in Northeast Ohio, I'd say, because, I mean, even you look at Cleveland State or Akron or something, it's, I mean, you're, it's a better degree to go to John Carroll. So um, follow up with that. You know, our guys are playing for the right reason at John Carroll. There, there's not a scholarship over their heads. Okay, uh, they come out here and compete because they want to, because they love the game. And I'm gonna be honest, you can't say that at the higher levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of these guys that are playing those higher levels, they're there for one reason that's because there's a scholarship hanging over their shoulders. And that's yeah, not, yeah, that's not a, a world that I would like to ever deal with. Uh, yeah, the, I, I don't watch that. I've watched one play of NBA basketball in the last two years, I don't even know who the Cavs have on their team, I'll be honest. I didn't know Delhi was on the Cavs until a couple of weeks ago. I don't even know. If that's funny. Uh, that's funny because I feel the same exact way about the NBA. Yeah. I, I just I can't watch it. And that's why I said I, I honestly like watching lower-level basketball because it that's it, it 
because when I played, I was all about passion. I loved playing the game, and I, I see that in the in some of Division three players, some Division one players, and still in high school basketball. And I think that's cool because you actually are playing for something that matters to you, in my opinion. With this, in my opinion, and again, I'm biased. Division three basketball is the purest form of basketball there is on this. Okay. Yes, and basketball I might be kids might be doing it because mom or dad makes them. Okay, you know, uh, Division three. It, it truly is a student athlete, you know, uh, make no mistake, but we have guys that come late for practice because they have class and uh, we, our guys don't miss class for practice uh, yeah. because they love it. And it's not a job. Uh, they want to go out there and compete. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, coach, thank you very much for being on again, everyone. Uh, his uh, Twitter handle is right underneath here. P at P Moran 07. So go follow him and definitely check out the John Carroll basketball program. Uh, I know you said you got a couple games left. Um, oh, just for my question, really, do you guys, are you, are you allowing, allowing fans at all? No, we, we've been playing in front of nobody. Uh, uh, we've been playing in front of a bunch of cardboard uh, uh, picture cutouts. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It, Nuts, man. It's been crazy, but uh, yeah, we're just excited for the opportunity to to run around and, and, and break a sweat. Yeah, and I'll probably uh, contact you over the summer because I'm probably going to want to have you on again uh, before next season. And if that's all right with you, um, that'd be great. And uh, well, like I said, well, good. Come to any game next year, you let me know and we'll take care of you, okay? Awesome, awesome. Uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, like I said, definitely check out Coach Pete Moran and his John Carroll, the Blue Streaks, correct? Blue Streaks. Awesome, Coach. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll send you an email after this and uh, just with everything. So, like I said, thank you very much and good luck tonight, Coach. Thank you.